Hello, I'm a musician named Fast Heart Martin. This is my podcast about being a musician and other things related to it. This is episode 41 called The Humility of a GoFundMe. Um, I want to thank everybody. I just had surgery recently, as many of you know, and I want to thank everybody who donated to the GoFundMe that my friend Mitch started. Um, I think there's been like 70 people who donated, not to just to the GoFundMe, but through Venmo and other things. And um, I really, I really appreciate that. It's really kind of you. Um, as this was my third time doing a GoFundMe in my life as a musician, two times before it was like directly directly related to being a musician what the first time I did one was to go to Europe in 2016 and I think 2018 I did another one just because um things got kind of crazy um with the weather I I was playing outside a lot and then all my gigs got canceled because it was raining all the time in 2018 so this is my third GoFundMe and anybody who's ever done a GoFundMe or done a camp a fundraiser of any kind you know the humility it takes to do that. Um, I'm not. I'm not bragging on myself. I'm just saying, it's not something anybody wants to ever have to do. Um, it really isn't. But I really appreciate the fact that um, people donated. I'm really overwhelmed, actually, how much people donated, and that really um, it means a lot to me. And I, I know people who didn't donate. Of course, they still care too. And I appreciate your all your prayers and good energy and calling me and saying hello and just checking in or whatever. Um, it really means a lot right now. Oh, and of course, thank you so much to all the doctors and all the nurses and the medical staff who take who took care of me. I really appreciate it. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Um, I guess I'll go ahead and explain exactly what happened. Uh, I don't think I did a really good job in the last episode exactly explaining what happened. Um, basically, I was born with a heart condition. It's called Long QT Syndrome. Um, it's an electrical problem, and it happens randomly. Um, my heart will just start to fibrillate, and it doesn't pump, and then I basically go into cardiac arrest, and I could die. Um, I passed out a few times in public places at, at home. It started when I was about 10 or 11, and it really manifested itself when I was 17. That's when I was diagnosed. Um, and so it just randomly happens, and for like almost 20 years, I really haven't had any problems with my heart condition Um I've been, I work out all the time and, um, I do a lot, I'm really active person and stuff, but for some reason this last year, it started acting up three times. I've had three episodes where it acted up and I've gotten shocked by my defibrillator that will shock me if I need it. It's implanted in my chest. And then the doctors discovered that I had a problem with the defibrillator wire. It was old. It was 23 years old and that needed to be replaced. So what happens is there's, there's a defibrillator right here. It's it's a pouch about the size of a cigarette patch. And then there's some wires that go from it to my heart and they anchor into my heart. And some of those wires have been in, two of those wires were in for 23 years, 23 years. And uh, they had to be replaced because they were broken. I don't know if it's because I'm active or whatever. I do pull-ups and push-ups and stuff and probably move my arms a lot, you know. I'm also playing music and stuff like that. By the way, I'm not going to be able to play any songs on this episode, which I usually do. Please usually play usually play at least one song, but today I'm only going to I'm not I'm just going to play a track, a recorded track that's kind of uh related to the episode. But um where was I? So saying the the battery is here, the the and the wires go through here through a main vein called the vena cava. 
and then they go to my heart and they're anchored down in there and they the wires needed to be replaced there's two of them and they took out one of them. They couldn't get the other one out, unfortunately, in, this, in the operation, which is fine. It's just going to be inactive. It's just going to lay in there for however long, maybe for the rest of my life. Um, but they had to cut me open. I could sh I'll show you. For those of you who don't want to see this, turn your eyes. But that's that's what they do. They cut me open right here. That's They've cut me open here maybe, um, I think, about four times in my life. And they they put the the um, battery in there and it's healing up really well thank god that's a, one of the main concerns is infection of course um so that's healing up really well it's been two weeks since the operation and i think it looks like it's looking good so i'm really happy about that and that's what they had to do they had to replace the wire so just to be clear and i'm still working on why i've had three episodes in the past year with my heart going into fibrillation i think I'm really starting to think it has something to do with grounding. If anybody's into alternative healing and stuff, there's something called grounding. Basically, we're all electric. Everybody's heart is electrically powered. Everything in our body is running on electronics. Um, and the earth um, will ground us out. If we have a surplus of electronics, I'm doing, I'm, I'm explaining this simply. You know, I'm probably oversimplifying it, but we um the the earth will take any of our ele extra electronics i think it's protons to be exact and ground them out and get rid of them especially in this world we live in where we're surrounded by electronics all the time so sometimes our our bodies and our hearts can collect too much too many protons or electrons and we need to like get them out somehow and you can do that through the earth you ground through the earth and i've been doing that twice a day now i go outside with my shoes off I walk down the sidewalk um, to my park and sit in the park and say my prayers and my meditations for the morning and in the evening. Furthermore, it helps. I'm hoping it's helping with my sleep cycles because I'm getting exposed to the morning sun and the afternoon sun, um, which I used to always do anyway. But then life got really crazy during the pandemic, and I was I was still going outside to exercise and stuff. But I started exercising later in the day. Anyway, I think it has something to do with crowning, maybe. So I'm looking into that. Um, I just can't figure out why it just started randomly acting up in the last year. Um, but don't worry. It, I think I've got it under control. I'm um, doing everything I can to make sure I'm healthy. And um, I'm just kind of um, doing a lot of things. Going down the rabbit holes trying to figure this out. Because um, I don't want to live with this um, going off if I don't have to. So there, there's that. Um... It's it makes you wonder though when you go through health problems and you start to feel you start to feel old to be honest um, when you get all these health problems especially when you're in the hospital and you you get out of surgery for something like this I actually have another I have another another incision in my groin which I will not show you but they actually took and the, they go from the groin and they they insert this um, sort of a mechanical arm that goes up through your artery or vein. Um, and they can manipulate the the wires and stuff like that. It's really amazing. Again, I'm not completely against Western medicine. I'm really not. I'm I'm against the overuse of Western medicine and pharmaceuticals and stuff like that. I'm not against pharmaceuticals. I'm just saying sometimes there's other answers besides pharmaceuticals and surgeries. That's where I'm at. Okay, I've always been there. And when it comes to the vaccines, the same thing. I always felt like it should be a choice. 
and um that that was what I was fighting for the whole time so uh, just to be clear I'm not against western medicine if you're bleeding out definitely go to the hospital and get um, sewed up so you don't bleed to death you know but if you have like these kind of conditions where they don't know a heart condition where they don't know what to do for you except for you know pharmaceuticals and a defibrillator thank god the defibrillator is my safety net if my heart goes if it goes into a problem which is very rare but if it goes into a problem my heart defibrillator will shock me and um, hopefully resuscitate me actually anyway I don't I don't actually pass out anymore I it it shocks me before I pass out I had them um, program it that way so because um, passing out and going into complete cardiac arrest is like is definitely probably the most traumatic thing that I've ever experienced and probably anybody would agree oh and by the way I did not cut my hair it's um it's just back because I've been trying to keep the um the wounds cleaned everybody keeps asking me did you cut your hair I did get a haircut though it's a little different for anybody who's listening on you know just listening in the audio I got a haircut I asked my um, hairstylist who I love I was just like could you please thin it out my hair is really thick on the top and I was like could you please thin it out and I'm not sure I'm not sure I really like it to be honest but you know it's all an experiment so there's that um, what was I talking about though um, but anyway, if you have a heart condition like this, they will tell you, you know, there's nothing you can do for it. Take these pharmaceuticals that have all these side effects and which, you know, so I used to do that. I did that at first for like, I think I did that for the first eight years from 17 to 25. Um, I, I took a pharmaceutical. It was called a beta blocker. And it, I, I remember I, I was kind of depressed all the time, brain foggy. I had sweating. Um, and stuff. So I, I stopped taking it. Um, that's been 20 years ago. And um, I've been mostly fine since then. This is last year. I've had three episodes. So um, I'm all about trying to figure out problems, you know, healing problems. And of course, sometimes you need a safety net like this while you're trying to heal. And so that's, that's where I, that's how I feel about it. It's just weird though, because sometimes you think to yourself, why do I have all these health problems? And then some people don't have any health problems, you know, and I have some theories about that. I think one theory is that I think some people um, are really, what's the word, um, kind of, they don't take on anything in the world. They don't really, they don't take it in, which is probably good for them. Like, for, But somebody like me, I think I'm really sensitive and everything I come across, it like affects me in certain ways and I think about everything and I, I try not to be like that, but, um, and then I think you have extreme cases where, you know, some people like, um, are complete maniacs and they don't care about anything. They probably sleep well at night. My friend do was just telling me there's a ancient saying, um, the bad sleep well or something like that. And I think there's some truth to that. It's like some people just don't care about anybody else or anything around them. And so they don't care. And of course they sleep well, they don't have any problems and probably they're, they're heaping all their problems on somebody else instead of taking it on, you know, inside and internally and working it out for themselves. They put it on somebody else. I think that's probably a small percentage of the population. I believe that most people are good people. Like we, like we saw with my GoFundMe, you know, most people, I think 99% of people in the world want to help each other and they're good people. But I just that does come up when you get sick and you have health problems. You're like, why am I the one that gets all these health problems? I take care of myself. And so if you're out there with health problems, you're not alone. Um, I'm 46 years old now. I was 17 when I was diagnosed with this and I had one of these put in. It was actually put in down here. 
And I felt like an old man even then. At 17, I felt like I was 90 years old because here I was in the hospital with tubes coming out and electronics. And it was crazy. I felt terrible. I felt like, man, I'm almost dead. I'm almost over. But it's not true. Like, you, you can heal. You heal. Sometimes you don't heal 100%, but you can heal a lot. And you feel better and you'll feel youthful and energetic. So... Uh, that's how it goes. Um, so more about the the GoFundMe and you know the humility of a GoFundMe is like it's a learning it's a learning thing. You to ask for help is a sign of wisdom sometimes and strength. Even though I didn't even start to GoFundMe this time, my friend Mitch did. He like insisted on doing. It. He's like, I'm doing this because I was like, I am not doing another GoFundMe. I just not. Last time I did one in 2018. I promised I would never do that. I promised myself I would never do another one, but here it is. And sometimes you do have to ask for help um, in life, and you have to know how to accept it gracefully and gratefully, um, and to, and to do the right thing with the help. You know, to take that help and really um, make the world a better place. And that's what I'm trying to do. I'm really working on my health, trying to figure out what it is going on with this heart condition and my sleep. That's another issue I have. I have. I wake up at 2 a.m. and I can't get back to sleep a lot of nights. And um, I'm working on that, which might be a grounding issue as well. Um, but it's just crazy because my music career has been doing pretty good. You know, I've been doing really well, paying all my bills and stuff. I'm not going to say exactly how much I make a year. But um, I'm not like in the lower, I'm not in like the lower echelon of incomes. I'm like definitely... Um, in like the low middle class I'd say I think I'm like lower middle class or maybe upper lower class but (laughs) somewhere in there I'm doing well and I think to myself man I'm really doing this I'm really making this happen and then bam go into the hospital can't work for three weeks no money coming in have to have a GoFundMe and then sometimes you think to yourself well am I a musician or am I just some kind of beggar like, am I just a beggar all the time? Am I begging? I mean, I put out tip jars all the time. I, do, I get paid for gigs, but I also have to rely on tips a lot. And it just you just start to think to yourself, what am I doing? But I think that's kind of the world we're living in right now. Um, most influencers or um, people, that creators on the internet, they have to get funded and um, by their patrons. Um, so I'm trying not to feel too bad about it. I'm trying to, like, see the positive in it and... I just thanks again to all like all those people. There's like seventy some people that donated, so it's really cool. And um, yeah, I I guess it's just gotten me wondering um, if I'm gonna continue being a musician. Sometimes I think, well, I should just quit and get like a real job again because I've had real jobs in the past. I've always done music on the side, but even if I worked a full time job, but um, but. I don't know. I think I'm too old to turn back for, and that's a good thing. I'm not saying that in a bad way. I think I just got to keep going. As, as my friend Mitch is telling me, who started the GoFundMe, he's like, "I think this is a sign that you need to never look back and just keep going with this." So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give myself until at least the age of fifty, I guess, before I maybe get a real job. I don't know. I've been saying that since I was twenty. My mom would always say, "What? Well, how long are you gonna give it for you?" try something else and I was like well I'll quit when I'm 30 and 30 came and went of course and I'm still doing this so and I'm happy to do it don't get me wrong and speaking of music here comes a song I'm gonna do a song now this one's called um 
the story of Fast Heart Mart or the song of Fast Heart Mart explains where I get my name. It's a rap kind of song that I did um, on an album in 2008 called Cheap and Sunny. But I've never released it as a single. It was a hidden track. It's always a hidden track. So a lot of people haven't heard it. And I can't, like I said, I can't really hold my instrument this week because of the incision. It would go right across here. So I don't, I'm not going to play a song this week. I'm just going to play a song. Like I'll track this week. And here goes the story of Fast Heart Mart. Fast Heart Mart is my moniker. Gave it to myself like a stupid jerk. Couldn't wait around for the fortune and fame. This is how I got my silly nickname. One morning at the age of 12, my parents were gone. House to myself, eating cereal and watching cartoons. Got it from the couch to use the bathroom. My vision faded from my eyes as I fell to the floor like a fly from the sky. I remember fading to black and coming to, I was scared to come back to this world of people and rules, math classes, intermediate schools, parents came home and it happened again, the guy got scared and called an ambulance, doctor of neurology, lectures on my head found nothing, doctor of psychology, dismissed it as anxiety. Mart is my moniker. I gave it to myself like a stupid jerk. Couldn't wait around for the fortune and fame. This is how I got my silly nickname. Passing out spells were far behind I was in high school, a senior Walking down the hall, class pictures Rules of lockers were my final sight As the world became the darkest night Principal was calling my name Five folder was fanning my face As I returned to the living world I noticed my mouth was feeling horrible My front teeth were gaping whole I was rushed off to the hospital Numerous tests and EKGs The doctor found the source of my disease Fast Heart Mart is my moniker I gave it to myself like a stupid jerk I couldn't wait for the fortune and fame But this is how I got my silly nickname The problem is the electricity that goes to my heart and makes it beat Pump it so fast it just quivers Blood just stops undelivered To my brain and vital organs Oxygen deprivation Doctor gave me a safety net Defibrillator in my chest It's like the paddles that people fear Flatline patient, everybody else clear It turns out that I'm lucky A lot of sudden death in my family Dirty old aunt sleeping in her bed Late for work and now she is dead Twelve year old cousin on a paper route Just dropped dead and when he passed out
my moniker I gave it to myself I'm a stupid jerk Couldn't wait around for the fortune and fame So this is how I got my silly nickname Alright, I hope you enjoyed that song Um there's some there's some inaccuracies in there. I know some of my fans and friends have pointed out. They're like, "You gave this, you gave Fast Heart Mart name to yourself." Well, technically, I was on the Appalachian Trail. My friend Brian Blue came up with the name, and he's the one that gave me the name. I'm the one that kept using it after I was off the Appalachian Trail, and I used it as my stage name and stuff. So, but I guess a lot of people do that. Rappers do it all the time. They have their rap names and. Uh, I just so happen to be going by Fast Art Mart for 23 years now, uh, 24 years now, since 1999, I've been Fast Art Mart. And the other inaccuracy in there, or discrepancy, I guess, is how old was I when I first started passing out? I think I say in the song, I was 12. I could have been 10 or 11. I don't remember exactly how old I was. It was somewhere between 10 and 12 when I first started showing symptoms of this, this heart condition called Long QT Syndrome. And speaking of long QT syndrome, here is the the joke of the day. Not that long QT syndrome is a joke. There's people out there who have it, and it's really not a joke. It's really, really scary. I said that in the last episode. God bless all the people who have long QT syndrome because it's like super random. You don't know when it's going to happen. You know, it always happens to me when I'm standing up, when I stand up to somewhere. So I could be at a store or something or sitting in a lobby waiting in a waiting room or something and somebody calls my name I go to stand up and I think to myself am I going to pass out just imagine having your live your whole life wondering if you're going to pass out every time you stand up and then go into a cardiac arrest it's like a lot to it's a lot to handle and um I think I explained in the last episode that's why ultimately I became a musician is because I couldn't go in the military which is what I wanted to do I hated school and music has always been there for me so I was a musician I've been a musician for a long time 25 years 24 years professional musician I was I've been writing songs since I was 12 11 or 12 um and I always wanted to be a professional musician but this was the perfect excuse I'm trying to make this short and hope people are listening and uh and they find this interesting um so here's the joke of the day um well to be honest, I always I'm always concerned when a girl finds out that I have a heart condition, because sometimes uh, people think fast heart mart means that I'm like some kind of guy that just wants to be like a playboy and wham bam thank you ma'am kind of thing, which is not what it means, of course. Um, and then sometimes I think ladies think that I, I think I'm like some kind of good lover or something, and that's why I call myself fast heart mart, which is fine. I think I am a good lover, but. Um, that's not what I'm trying to put out there. It's fast heart mark because of my heart condition called long QT syndrome. Long QT syndrome. And sometimes I think, man, there's if this girl finds out I have a heart condition, there's no way she's ever going to want to have a relationship with me because who wants to have a relationship with somebody with a heart condition that could just like all of a sudden die? And there's a 50% chance I could give it to my children. Um, I've ever had children, which is why one of the big reasons I've never had children is because I don't want to pass this on. It would be really hard to see a child go through this. So, but I always, um, when they find out, you know, that I have a heart condition, I always think, well, she's not going to like me. But then I think to myself, and I tell them, well, I'm a long cutie, 
which is, you know, it's called long QT, long, my long cutie. And, uh, that, yeah, that usually, um, sets things straight and everything's fine after that. <laughs> and furthermore, I know, um, a lot of times, a lot of times girls want a guy that's kind of brave and stuff and somebody to protect her. Well, I can tell you right now, this heart condition, long QT syndrome is not for the faint of heart, <laughs> even though I, you do faint from this heart condition, but it's it. You have to be very courageous to live. I think you have to be very courageous to live with this heart condition. And that is the jokes of the day. I hope you enjoyed those. And that is also the conclusion of this episode. We're at 21 minutes here, trying to make these short, but not always possible. And oh, look, with the song, it's going to be like 24 minutes. I guess it is. So. Hope you enjoyed it, and that's the one. Thanks again, everybody, for um, donating, and thanks for listening. Thanks for praying and good energy. Thanks for always being a good support of me and my musical path. And I'll put all the links down in the description for if anybody wants to do the GoFundMe or the Venmo, do a Venmo. GoFundMe takes a percentage, of course, which sucks, but whatever. I guess that's just the way it works. And, but Venmo doesn't take any unless... Uh, Unless you want to get like immediate transfer. Anyway, thanks a lot for listening. Talk to you. Hopefully, I'm going to do this, start doing this every week. I'm going to try to do this every week or every other week, but at least once a month.